Good morning, squad. Welcome back to Mad Music Sports Morning Show, the number one spot for everything sports talk, sports news, sports debate in the morning. Hope y'all had a safe, fun, adventurous, great weekend and holiday. We have a beautiful rundown today, episode 80. Of course, we're going to go back to NFL and touch on the Saturday games, but we're going to start it off going back to Broncos, Rams, 51-14 beatdown. Who's to blame for the disappointing season for the Denver Broncos? Then we're going to touch on, will the Packers make the playoffs after a 26-20 win over the Miami Dolphins on Saturday? Who's Christmas Day MVP in the NBA this year? Who's the best player in the Eastern Conference? Is it Jason Tatum finally taking the crown from Giannis and KD? And to end it off, I got to touch on Monday Night Football of the Chargers at the Colts. Let's get right into it, gang gang. So the Denver Broncos took yet another loss in a very disappointing season for them this year. Who is to blame for this super disappointing season this year? To me, I'm a, I know a lot of people are going to go out there. They're going to put it all on Nathaniel Hackett because he's the new head coach. He's the, he was the, what, the offensive coordinator or the assistant coordinator that was down there working with Aaron Rodgers. The Denver Broncos went after him because they thought that was the best way to land Aaron Rodgers this summer. Didn't happen. Didn't pan out. Still went out and got Russell Wilson and it's just been an absolute terrible experiment so far for me it's got to be Russell Wilson though you look at him yesterday 15 for 27 214 yards one touchdown three interceptions on the season he has 12 tubbies and nine interceptions for a dude that's getting paid a quarter of a million dollars in this contract he's getting like five years 250 million I think I mean that ain't guaranteed I think only like 160 180 mil might be guaranteed so in the back of his mind he might have been like hey listen y'all might be overpaying me players you know what I'm saying but to me I, you got to put the brunt of the blame on Russell Wilson he won't be released he won't be traded Nathaniel Hackett will get fired and he probably deserves to be fired because he's not the one that's turning around you don't see easy plays coming out of the Denver Broncos and when you hire somebody that's an offensive mind then you should see that reflected on the field you should see easy plays you should see explosive plays you should see players one running open because of your play design you get what I'm saying or running backs hitting getting holes made by the offensive line because of play design you don't see that for the Denver Broncos but Russell Wilson has just been absolutely putrid this year They've had what they started off the season with like four games on primetime. He was stanking it up every single game. Then you look at in comparison to where he just left, the Seattle Seahawks, they, they're in the playoff hunt. You get what I'm saying? They right there in the playoff hunt while the Denver Broncos have already been eliminated from the playoffs. So you move off of Russell Wilson as the Seattle Seahawks. You only have Geno Smith as his backup. You don't go out there to get any superstar quarterback to replace him. And you do better than you did with him last year. The Denver Broncos acquire him and they are doing worse with him this year than they were last year. Listen, to me, the brunt of the blame has got to go on Russell Wilson, man. I, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan, but he got to turn it around, bro. You feel what I'm saying? It's not looking good for his legacy if he can't turn it around in Denver. If he can't turn it around in Denver, it's looking like it was a lot of Pete Carroll, that run game in that defense down there in Seattle. Let's move on. Will the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs after a 26-20 win over the Miami Dolphins? The first thing I want to say is just what a terrible fourth quarter by Tua Tagovailoa. Three interceptions. Like they said, he assumes too much where, all right, I'm going to look this way. If I look back that way, the linebacker's still not going to be there. No, the linebacker's still sitting now they seeing that you're just trying to move them with your eyes so you got to start hitting some of those plays that you're looking at before you start looking one way just to throw back another way you get what i'm saying you got to throw the way that you're looking a few times to get away with that but let's talk about the green bay packers to me 
No, they will not make the playoffs. I just love the simple fact that they did turn it around in comparison to another, the, the previous team I was just talking about, the Denver Broncos, who started off very disappointing, just like the Green Bay Packers, but never turned it around and are going to finish off the season just underperforming. But the, the Green Bay Packers, they actually did turn it around. And I think it happened with the Dallas Cowboys, but to see them actually turn it around this season, to actually see Christian Watkins, Romeo Dobbs, and all those dudes come together, get better, and start growing with Aaron Rodgers is just, it's just amazing to me. It just shows the competitive nature of Aaron Rodgers to not ever bend, not ever break, not ever fold. If they got a chance to go out there, if they're still mathematically alive in the playoff hunt, then he's going out there and he's trying to get it. He's trying to figure things out and he's getting these dubs late down the end of the stretch of the season. And I, you can do nothing but respect Aaron Rodgers for that. That, that. I just want to tip my cap to Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, all those dudes, like, because they didn't give up. You feel what I'm saying? They didn't give up when they could have, when Rashawn Gary went down for the year, when the defense was looking like, oh, dang, they not, they they might be even worse than they were last year. Jair Alexander didn't fold. Preston Smith didn't fold. Just got to tip my cap to the Green Bay Packers, but no, they will not make the playoffs. When you look at the scenario that that's ahead of them, they have to win out. Which I, uh, they got the Vikings and the Lions over the next two games. They'll probably lose one of those games. Then they have to hope that the Washington Commanders either drop one of their last two games or the New York Giants drops both of their last two games, which I don't see the New York Giants dropping both of their last games. So they're, they're, they're looking to win out and then pray that the Washington Commanders can drop one of their last two games. To me, I don't see them winning out, man. I think the Lions, the Detroit Lions, are going to come out there and probably pull out a win on them in the last game of the season. They'll probably get that win against the Minnesota Vikings just because they they, they want to get some get back. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no. They're not going to make the playoffs, but I am highly impressed with how Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the Green Bay Packers turn this season around. Let's get into who is the Christmas Day MVP in the NBA yesterday. To me, when you look at all the games, we had some close games. You... You had the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. They were kind of going at it. But I want to focus on the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns and Nikola Jokic. To me, Nikola Jokic was clearly the Christmas Day MVP. 41 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists, and a 125-128 win over the Phoenix Suns in overtime at home. Just what a showing on Christmas Day for your hometown fans in a win. Nikola Jokic in a close win. So to me, this was a win that they needed. They're at the top of the Western Conference, so they, they got to keep... They, they got to keep pace with the top team. The Phoenix Suns are a top team. I think they just beat the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies a couple nights ago. So this was some huge, this was a huge win for the Denver Nuggets. And then Nikola Jokic has just been, he's just been proving why he's the back-to-back -back MVP over the past two seasons. Just 41 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists, and a 125-128 win. What a dunk by Aaron Gordon that night, though. That that might have been the play of the day yesterday, that dunk by Aaron Gordon. And everybody was probably asleep. They probably was snoozy. You feel what I'm saying? If you, Unless you was in Denver or something like that, you probably was asleep. So, to me, that was what an amazing play. What an amazing game. But Nikola Jokic ran away with being the Christmas Day MVP with 41, 15, and 15. He just super big and super skilled. Just, just unstoppable. Let's move on, though. Is Jason Tatum the best player in the Eastern Conference after 41 points in a dominating 138-119 win over the Milwaukee Bucks, Houghton Giannis in check? To me, um, I'm going to still say no, he's not. Matter of fact, I'm going to say yes, Jason. Ah, this is a tough one, man. I, I don't know, dog. Y'all making me pick between Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo? I do think it's between Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo over 
Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant or Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo simply because Kevin Durant didn't make a finals in the past two years. Jason Tatum was in the finals last year and Giannis Antetokounmpo won the finals two years ago. So to me, that that's what splits them apart. And then you just see the dominance when you see Jason Tatum averaging 38 and four. Giannis is averaging 31, 11 and five. Then you got KD averaging 30. Six and five. To me, you just see that lack of dominance in the paint, that lack of grit defensively. You get what I'm saying? You see that grit defensively from Jason Tatum with his eight rebounds that he's forcing it, his perimeter defense. I just like his body type, his body type, and Giannis's body type in comparison to Kevin Durant, who is a little bit slender and it seems to be getting in his way once it hit playoff time. So to me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say it's between Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I'm gonna roll with. I'm going to roll with Jason Tatum simply because of his grit and his want for it. You get what I'm saying? I think that that's what separates Jason Tatum, especially from Kevin Durant, is his want for it and his skill with it. You get what I'm saying? I think Kevin Durant matches his skill, but he doesn't match his want. Kevin Durant is that dude that, oh, don't talk about me in the conversation for the greatest. And don't don't put all this pressure on me. I just want to hoop. I just want to go out there. Like like Stephen A. said, he probably one of those dudes that go out there and just rather ball without no, without no uh, shot clock. Or, I mean, what? Without them keeping score. He one of those dudes that probably rather go out there and ball without them keeping score. Jason Tatum, one of them dudes, no, you better keep score. I'm 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 competing, bro. I'm trying to beat that next person, that that person that's across from me. I want to know what the score is. You get what I'm saying? So I think that's what separates Jason Tatum. Giannis and Jason Tatum just had that dog in them, but to me, Jason Tatum and his skill, his his handling ability, his ability to get to the rim. His passing is getting better, man. I, I, I'm going to say that Jason Tatum right now is slightly the best player in the Eastern Conference over over Giannis Antetokounmpo. But moving down the stretch, I might say that Giannis Antetokounmpo is better because he was hitting that mid-range yesterday. So if Giannis can really dominate in that 15-foot range, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm going to revert back to this later on. You get what I'm saying? So, to me right now, I'm going to lean towards Jason Tatum, seeing as he was in the finals last year. He beat Giannis Antetokounmpo on the way to the finals. That game six where he matched Giannis and Milwaukee to force a game seven and then to get them past the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. So, to me, I'm going to lean right now slightly towards Jason Tatum as being the best player in the Eastern Conference over Giannis Antetokounmpo. But let's touch on Monday Night Football before we get out of here. We got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. To me, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers big in this one. You got Justin Herbert versus Matt Ryan. You got Khalil Mack. I think Joey Bosa is expected to come back tonight. Derwin James out there if he's coming back tonight. Dude, you just got so much talent for the Los Angeles Chargers. The Indianapolis Colts, they just been reeling lately, losing four straight games. The Los Angeles Chargers have won three of their last five games. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers big in this one, 31 to 10. I do believe that Jeff Saturday will be immediately fired after the season because he seems, after that first win where, I mean, they came back, like I said, against the, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they be having fluky wins and losses this year for the Las Vegas Raiders and they had one against the Indianapolis Colts. But besides that, they just been seeming very overwhelmed. They they seem very overwhelmed. You get what I'm saying? So I'm going I'm to go with the Los Angeles Chargers, 31 to 10. Let me know what y'all think, though. This is episode 80. Broncos, Rams, 51 to 14 beatdown of the Denver Broncos by the Los Angeles Rams. Who's to blame for the disappointing season in Denver? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Will the Packers make the playoffs after a 26 to 20 win over the Miami Dolphins? On Saturday, who was the Christmas Day MVP? Is Jason Tatum the best player in the Eastern Conference? And then break down Monday Night Football for me, y'all, and give me y'all prediction of the Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show.
Like, comment, share, subscribe. Listen, alert. Mizzy World Entertainment. Gang.